This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Grab your supplies. I need the biggest duffel we got and some spray paint. And let's hit the road. Today is my hometown day. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, February 22nd. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies, so let's huddle up for those, starting with number three, All-American. Number three. Well, the time has come, folks. Star Michael Evans Bailing, who plays Jordan, told EW at the start of the season that he was most excited for fans to see episodes six and seven when, quote, jaws will drop and tissues may be utilized. This week is episode six, and it seems those summer secrets might finally start to be revealed tonight. With everything that's been going on, Spencer heads to his family cabin for some alone time to clear his head. Here's a clip from the episode. What about you? Any big plans? Um... Asher has some surprise itinerary planned for this weekend, right down to the second. Oh, yeah. intriguing. Yeah, we haven't had much alone time lately, so. Right, well, amen to alone time. Wait, what about Spencer? Um, <clears throat> he, he left to his family cabin this morning. Clear the last of the boxes and his head, I guess. I offered to go with him, but um, he said he wanted to be alone, so. Well, this is the first time He's been back since he lost his dad there. I mean, is it really a good idea for him to be all alone? Indeed, Spencer is grateful when his friends show up for a surprise visit, at least until secrets come out, leaving some of the couples out of sorts. Meanwhile, Billy shows up at the house to do a few repairs, but things don't quite work out, and he and Laura have to work together to fix the problem. As for Coop, she's still reeling from everything Spencer said. Remember, he blames her for his shoulder injury and soon heads to the cabin herself to confront Spencer. Things are heating up. Don't miss it. All-American kicks off at 8 p.m. on The CW. Number two. Now let's head from L.A. to Texas for our number two pick, 911 Lone Star. This week's episode is a real minefield, or... Well, it features one, anyway. Owen and TK will have to risk their lives to save two brothers trapped in the middle of a homemade minefield, setting up a very tense episode. Here's a preview. 911, what's your emergency? Don't move! They're in a minefield! What? Shrapnel nicked his femoral artery. How much time does the boy have? Maybe 30. All right, we're going to do this on foot. I need the biggest duffel we got and some spray paint. Man, I can't look at this. I can't stop looking. Please hurry. All right, we're coming towards you. Get ready to hold your breath for the better part of an hour. Elsewhere this week, Grace receives an emergency call from a conjoined twin whose brother is dying. Tommy interviews new candidates to fill the team's open EMT position. And Paul's mother and estranged sister come to Austin for an unexpected visit, which will be a big showcase for star Brian Michael Smith, who plays Paul. 911 Lone Star rolls out at 9 p.m. on Fox.
All February, we are celebrating black performers and artistry for Black History Month with binge recommendations, as well as picks from EW staff, stars, and filmmakers. In honor of his aforementioned showcase on 911 Lone Star this week, we're highlighting some picks from Brian Michael Smith, who recently spoke to EW for our video series Celebrating Black Art, and answered the question, what you watching? I'm really into shows from the 90s. I'm revisiting a lot of shows uh, that either I was too young to fully get into when they were uh, running or, uh, you know, just interested in seeing some of the people who are making TV shows now or not making TV shows anymore, like what what used to be out. So right now I am revisiting ER. I just started with season one and man, is it good. It is good. You know, I, I did NYPD Blue before that. I went all the way through all 11 seasons of that. And now I'm starting with uh, ER and I'm, I'm loving it two shows with a lot of seasons. Those are some big binges. Well, you can check out more from our interview with Smith and other stars over on Twitter. We're at EW. Now it's almost time for our number one pick, but first a quick break and... Trivia time! Today, a question about 911 Lone Star's Rob Lowe. Coincidentally, which of the actor's previous characters said that, quote, there was a time when he thought about being a professional firefighter? The West Wing's Sam Seaborn, St. Elmo's Fire's Billy Hicks, or Parks and Rec's Chris Traeger? Stick around for the answer. What to Watch will be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, on February 22nd, 1935, the film The Little Colonel premiered in the U.S., starring Shirley Temple and Bill Bojangles Robinson, the famous tap dancer known for his signature stair dance routine in which he would tap up and down a set of stairs. The Little Colonel featured Robinson performing the stair dance with Temple, marking the first interracial dance pairing in Hollywood history. Robinson was often criticized for playing stereotypical roles, but he also used his popularity to challenge racial barriers, including lobbying FDR during World War II for more equitable treatment of black soldiers. Robinson also influenced many other famous hoofers, including Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire. And now we're giving a rose to our number one pick, The Bachelor. We're down to the final four, and you know what that means. It's time for hometown dates. Well, sort of. The quarantine bubble format of this season means the women's families are coming to them instead of the usual other way around. There are a lot of tough conversations and emotional moments ahead. And also, apparently, a skydiving date that goes a bit awry, which means egos aren't all that will be getting bruised this week. Here's a preview. It's my hometown date! Hi! This week is everything. I'm really looking forward to not meeting my family. It's a really, really big step. My family's opinion means a lot. I love I want them to ask the hard question. It's so important to get that stamp of approval. I've never seen Rachel in love, so I'm not quite sure what that looks like. I have these moments where it is terrifying. Does this seem too fast for you? I haven't told him how I feel about him. You have to protect yourself. To me, you don't seem smitten. 
do you think you really get to know somebody in a matter of weeks? Is she really, truly ready? Yikes, tough conversations indeed. Of course, there are also tough conversations happening outside of the show in Bachelor Nation right now, like that recent controversy involving Rachel Kirk Connell and Chris Harrison. Joining me now to dig into all of the drama is EWTV critic and our resident relationship expert, Kristen Baldwin. <laughs> hey, Kristen, how are you? I, you know, TV relationship expert. Uh, right, right. Let's clarify. And yes. are we really calling what happens on The Bachelor, you know, relationships? But I digress. Well, that's... That's a very good point. Let's talk about them. I want to start with Serena. She is 22 years old from Toronto and a publicist. What are your feelings about Serena? And more importantly, what are Matt's feelings about Serena? My, I really like Serena. Obviously, she's 22. She's way too young to be talking about getting married. Like, it's ridiculous. On the show, she's lovely. She's, you know, seems nice. She's not, like, getting into any crazy drama with the other women. But I think, you know, they had a one-on-one -on -one date last week, and... She was miserable because they did tantric yoga, which is an old bachelor standby. And, you know, any date where an activity puts them in, you know, awkward and compromising positions, they love it. And she was really uncomfortable. And he didn't even realize it. You know, the whole time he's like, yeah, I'm just vibing with Serena. This is great. And then at the end of the date, she was like, yeah, I hated that. And she told him. Well, hey, communication is key to a good relationship. So at least she said something. Mm -hmm. And even just like, yeah, I'm, I'm very glad she did. But I, it worried me that he had no clue how uncomfortable she was. And that kind of indicated that they maybe weren't on the same wavelength. And then, you know, I just I I think maybe he might be a little bit more into her than she is into him. OK, let's talk about Brie, 24 years old from San Francisco. How are you feeling about her? I like Brie. I think Matt likes her. I think they have a good connection, but he's also kind of hard to read in terms of it. He seems to like everybody. <laughs> so so <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I wouldn't necessarily say that she's a front runner, but I feel like she has a good a chance as anyone uh, in this group with the possible exception of uh, Serena, because often uh, the guys, if they can't pick up on the fact that the woman isn't into them, it just some something triggers them and they want that person even more. They seem to go after mm, the person who sure. is like least into them. Well, Michelle, so she's one of the five women who was introduced in episode four, which kind of shook things up a bit, right? Yes. And you know what? She's the only one that's left my... Uh, as far as I recall. And she's great. She's a teacher. She's uh, 27. She's a little older. She's from Minnesota. Uh, you know, I'm from Minnesota. So home state girl. Yeah, yeah, makes me love her. She's talked about how important it is to address things like, you know, education inequality among, you know, uh, kids. She really is interested in, you know, talking about the the gaps in learning, you know, for kids from disadvantaged backgrounds and other, you know, black and brown kids and things like that. She's like a really smart, really fun person. And we haven't really gotten to see her sense of humor, except for at the end of last week's episode, they showed her, you know, at the off, often after the rose ceremony, you know, the, one of the women will make a toast like to finding love or whatever. And they showed this funny little bit where she said, before I make my toast, I want to make my make sure my arms look good. And she dropped down on the floor in her evening gown and did push-ups, And it was amazing. Like, I want to see more of that. Like, it seems like yeah. she has a great personality. I like her a lot. 
Well, uh, and the last one here of the final four, let's talk about Rachel Kirkconnell, who has, um, I mean, of late, all the stories have been about uh, this controversy surrounding her and and photos that resurfaced. Uh, But before we get into that, let's talk about Rachel as uh, someone competing on this show. Yes. As, you know, all things aside, I mean, I think he really likes her. I think she's the one that is the favorite, frankly. Um, As a viewer, you can really only go on chemistry because we very rarely see these people having substantive conversations about anything. Um, So in this case, he seems to have the most chemistry with her. Yeah, so let's get into that. Uh, so there were the photos uh, of her at uh, dressed as uh, Native American in a like a Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. Also, photos from a um, like a, a sorority ball at an antebellum plantation. Did yes. I get all that right? Yes, I believe so. You know, these resurfaced these images. Twenty eighteen, she was at a quote unquote plantation themed. I, I shouldn't mm-hmm. laugh, but it's just so absurd. A plantation themed yeah. sorority party. Um, you know, she's from Georgia, whatever. And, you know, it was uh, something that obviously is not cool and not okay yeah. and needs to be addressed. And, you know, after this had surfaced, some weeks passed, and then she did issue an apology that was very solid. I mean, we've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of these apologies. And I think from, you know, it wasn't like, oh, it was a different time, or uh, I didn't realize it was offensive. It was just straight up. I was ignorant. My ignorance was racist. I need to do better. I, Mm -hmm. you know, I know these words, you know, will not matter unless I back them up with actions. Like she really owned it. She really owned it. Certainly, it would be interesting if, you know, we see any conversations on the show between them about this. I I highly doubt it. But if she made it uh, to the finals, if she quote unquote wins, it would be, you know, certainly something that would need to be addressed at after the final rose, uh, which is the live, you know, post finale interview show, because uh, this is something that I would imagine uh, if she were the final person uh, that he picked that after this news came out, they would have had to talk about it at some point. Indeed. The Bachelor airs tonight at 8 on ABC. Thanks so much, Kristen. Thanks for having me. Trivia. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Which of Rob Lowe's characters said there was a time when he thought about being a professional firefighter? The West Wing's Sam Seaborn, St. Elmo's Fire's Billy Hicks, or Parks and Rec's Chris Traeger? We can't give you the answer in a walk and talk, so we'll just tell you. It's the West Wing's Sam. When did the future deputy communications director want to be a firefighter? When he was four. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow. Be sure to rate and review the show, and of course, follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW, and I'm at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.